memories. Oh my God, all the memories now. I'm. This is all making me memories. feel... So there was a time I did love Christmas. There was a time <laughs> and it was like good old 80s Christmas. Bring mm-hmm. it... I mean, that's what... Maybe that's what I'm taking it back to. I'm taking us back to the 80s. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Mum Talk with myself, Emma and co-host Ali Bastian. This week, Ali and I are talking all about Christmas. Join us as we lift memories from our childhood, triggering just why Christmas hasn't always been a magical time for us both. Traditions with our children now, overwhelm and anxiety triggers and the most special gift we would both like for Christmas. So, Emma, I have one question for you. I have my Christmas jumper on. Where's yours? Oh, it is not on because we we are still stuck in France. But in a way, I feel like that's a good thing because it's it's stopping me from putting out my Christmas decorations because I really feel the need to put them up already. Have you put yours up yet? Well, yeah, I'm about to. It's about to happen. <laughs> definitely. Today is the first day of Advent, yes. isn't it? It is. And so I was like, come on, David, let's do it. I'm ready. Even though we're not quite, I know we're, this will come out a bit later, but we're not quite in December yet. Um, but I feel ready. So uh, <laughs> I uh, I asked David, it's strangely, my husband, who is Mr. Christmas and absolutely like loves Christmas more than anyone I've ever met in my life, um, is does not feel ready yet. So I don't know what's going on there. So how was Christmas for you growing up? I think maybe that's where we should start is because I feel like we base a lot of what we want Christmas to look like or not to look like on maybe what we grew up with. And we bring those family traditions with us as we then start to bring Christmas to our children and create the magic. Or not. (laughs) In my case, I think. Um, Or not. Yeah, uh, well, actually, I remember having a couple of lovely family Christmases with you guys when we were really little. Um, But for the most part, for me, Christmas was, oh, God. So my parents aren't together. And uh, as you know, but maybe not everybody knows. And so it was just felt like it always felt like just a lot of running around between families and trying to do everything. And I suppose that's, uh, yeah, I guess... I guess when I say that, I think I'm thinking back to more Christmas in my teens and 20s, actually, was a bit more of that. So it would just be me and my brother in the car trying to get around everybody and do all do all the stuff. But I suppose when we were really little, we did have we did have lovely family Christmases. And what I'm absolutely loving now is Christmas at home. We just have a really, really quiet Christmas. And that sort of came in as well because through lockdown, actually, um, because we couldn't do anything, we've kind of established some new rituals ourselves, and I really like that. And I find it just has taken all of the pressure out of Christmas, actually. Well, what are they? Tell us what they are. Well, no one gets dressed <laughs> <laughs> for the whole day. Yeah, you- Pretty much. The last time, well, this was last time because it's always a bonkers for us. Usually, not this year, but um, in previous years, either one or both of us have been doing panto, in which case you only have one day off, which is actually Christmas Day. Um, So you're also absolutely shattered Mm. from working nonstop. Um, 
So yeah, we just have a really laid back one. So last year I managed, you know, having a little one as well. You're like, oh, I want to get the dinner on the table at her lunchtime. So that means get Christmas table, Christmas dinner on the table by about one o'clock. Um, so I was kind of cooking nonstop, um, which meant I didn't have a chance to get out of my pajamas. And actually none of us got out of our pajamas. <laughs> it was really nice. Mm. And so... I don't know, just really homey and relaxed and kind of come as you are feeling around our Christmas. And I really, really like that. We probably will get dressed this year. My in-laws are coming <laughs> over. <laughs> Although they won't mind. I don't think they judge at all. Um, but I'll try and find a moment to get some clothes on, maybe with a brush through my hair. <laughs> uh, but probably won't have a chance. I found the merging of traditions, I think, with Hendrix. He, he's quite... He's quite firm on what traditions he wants to bring from the kind of German and French side. So when we first started doing Christmas with the kids, um, you know, for Amandine's first Christmas, there was a lot of, oh, really? Is that a thing? We do that? Do we Do we want to do that as a family? Yes. Okay. Right. No, let's find a compromise. For instance, you know, my mum always did stockings, which was really, really lovely. And I, I love a stocking. Hendrik has never, ever had a stocking, doesn't understand stockings. He's just, you know, not a stocking kind of person. But instead, I actually love our traditions now. So on the, which are mainly French, German traditions. So on the 6th of December, um, St. Nicolaus comes and collects your letter to Father Christmas um, which you leave in your slipper on the night of the 6th. And then St. Nicholas leaves you maybe a advent calendar, a little chocolate, maybe a book or something. So this is what he had in his childhood. So I thought, okay, well, instead of stockings, what we'll do is St. Nicholas will come and he will leave a chocolate, maybe Christmas PJs, maybe so a little bit extra on the 6th. Um, and then he will also leave or stock, essentially, a family advent calendar. So I made um, this family advent calendar with little pouches. And then so on the night of the 6th, St. Nicholas goes and fills up all of these little pouches with goodies for the whole family. So instead of stockings, that's kind of what we have done. And actually, it's worked out quite well because we found that on Christmas Day, especially, Amandine gets really quite overwhelmed by, I think, the whole day, the, the expectation, the lead up to everything, all of the presents, which, of course, we're very privileged to be able to, um, or Father Christmas is very, very able to bring for Amandine. Um, but again, there's that whole, you know, Father Christmas, Santa, what's from Santa, what's not, what's from, yeah. every every family does it differently, don't they? Yeah, I think for us, we're going to go, I mean, especially given like the way life has been the last couple of years and, and everything, we're totally trying not, well, we can't go crazy as a family at all no. at Christmas. And so I think we're just going to do a little, something little from Father Christmas and then a mummy and daddy present. That's so and nice. I think just keep it. Yeah, I think in a way it's that thing as well of when, when they go to school or they're talking to other kids and then it's like, oh, well, Father Christmas got brought me a bicycle. What did Father Christmas get you? Well, some, you know, marbles or also maybe nothing as well. I've been uh, actually working on a campaign um, 
this week for Action for Children uh, to be a secret Santa. Perhaps we could attach the link um, to this, which would be amazing. Uh, but yeah, there are so many. Yeah, there's oh, possibly yeah, nearly four million children living in poverty at this point, and. Uh, yeah, and these are families, you know, vulnerable families that are going to wake up on Christmas morning uh, without heating, without food, you know, let alone Christmas dinner and presents and all of that kind of thing. And so there's this, ama- yeah, Action for Children do this, do a campaign generally every Christmas, but I feel like this Christmas is really important. And uh, I went on, it's so easy. You click the link and you can choose something no matter how small or make a donation no matter how tiny. And I know it's tough for everybody at the moment. It's a charity that I really love to support. But I, yeah, it's so important at the moment more than ever, I think. So many families struggling. Actually, as well, you know, my mum was on her own for a long time and we I used to love my family Christmases with my mum as well. And she'd go for she'd always do like a little stocking for us and she wouldn't wouldn't be able to go crazy, but there'd be like just little piece little bits and pieces and that did kind of carry on into adulthood as well. She's she still sticks some like cotton pads and yes. <laughs> earbuds, earbuds and little bits and pieces and a nail varnish. Like she'd go go just you know, super drug something the night before and go and get a few bits and pieces and it always felt really nice. It's so nice, but I do. I, I always find Christmas quite a, a tricky time. And and actually I'm finding it harder than I thought to talk about it today in the podcast because mm. you walk into the shops and there is just so much stuff. I, f- I find it very difficult because on one hand you're you're wanting to spoil your children, you know, but on the other hand, it's so obvious and so aware that you're buying for your children, but there are so many children and adults and teenagers and young young children, not just little, little ones, who have nothing. It's a lot, isn't it? I mean, actually, David and I were just talking about it this morning and we were like, how do you want to play play this Um mm-hmm this year and what do you want to do and I was like what do you want for Christmas what would you like from me like I want to make him feel special and I want to give him something um you know something nice but at the same time we just sort of not really in a position right now to go crazy and um actually what we both found was the same we kind of want the gift of a little bit of time with each Mm. other so Mm. we decided we're going to try and we're going to book a date uh together for january to go see a show and catch a matinee that we've got we want to see pretty woman actually because our friend um danny max in it and um so we go catch him in his matinee and then go out for dinner together and for us that would just be we just don't do those things at the moment at all mm. um and with new baby our new baby coming in uh february we're saying <laughs> i think it's going to be a long while before we can actually leave both children with anybody for a few hours so i was like i feel that like you know come january let's try and do a couple of things for us and yeah, that's just a bit of time. That's what I'd like for Christmas. What would you like for Christmas? I actually would like that. And and I did say that to Hendrik because he said, you know, what, what would you like for Christmas? And I just said some time with you would actually be really nice, whether it be, you know, just a dinner or again, we just book out. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? That you have to book out time in parenthood. But yeah, book out some time with you so that we can have some one on one time. 
Time, please. Time, please, Time. Father Christmas. That's Thank what you. I'd like. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to put other... on my letter. <laughs> Time. <laughs> a little a little bit of time <laughs> and a sleep and a nice long sleep oh a nice nap and a hot bath God. and a hot bath lovely hot someone bath. to make me a cup of tea yeah <laughs> I forgot to say actually when it comes to us and Christmas it is is I've been on a strange journey with it because actually I did I would have quite openly said before Isla I don't really like Christmas that much and I do found any reason to not be home and to be abroad or working or any, anywhere else but doing Christmas I just actually found it quite stressful and quite pressured and um, didn't really enjoy the whole thing um, yeah more than happy to like swerve it <laughs> to be honest yeah. uh, and then strangely then I you know uh, we found out about Isla's uh, multiple food allergies and suddenly things like Christmas are an absolute, you know, nightmare because where do we, who, you know, if we go to another family, then we need to be asking everybody to be on absolute high alert to not have her allergens near her or to offer her any food um, beyond her safe foods. And it just suddenly becomes a lot to contain and kind of control. Mm. And um so that was bit, also as well as lockdown, that was a big reason why we started just having our own little family Christmases. So it's like through that diffi- the, the difficulty in suddenly uh, finding ourselves in this situation of thinking actually social family get togethers are now really quite challenging for us. Um, mm. We've st- we've changed it up. We now just say we're staying home. Anyone that'd like to come join us is more than welcome. We just kind of throw it open to the family. Um but we now have kind of established our own, uh, in a way, like our own boundaries around Christmas. It's like, oh, this and established our own rituals and this is what we do. This is where we are. And then that way, you know, I can, I do the cooking and I know I'll only have uh, Isla's safe foods in on the day. So, yeah, that has taken so much actually taken so much pressure out of Christmas and and weirdly has led to me really starting to love it so it's a strange journey that I've been on but I think just being able to do it our way um has been actually really liberating Mm. yeah I was talking was it on our podcast or maybe one that I did just previous to us starting um the new season but I was talking about how I felt a lot of guilt around kind of transferring myself into my new family as such away from my family but my old family if you get what I mean I find it I still find it very difficult to um describe but Christmas morning and Christmas Eve we very much have our own little family tradition where you know Christmas Eve we try and go to a maybe a little carol concert and then we um, do the whole leave carrots for Rudolph and a bit of warm milk or whatever for Santa and a cookie. And then there's that excitement in Christmas morning. We always want to be home on Christmas morning because we sing a little song before we go through to the Christmas tree. And it's just it's just really lovely and really magical. But I had this kind of overwhelming guilt of, oh, you know, Michelle had invited us to go over to hers for Christmas Eve. And I was thinking, oh, gosh, well, yes, I would love to do that. But actually, I'm I'm now we now have our own things as as our little unit. And I, I found navigating those emotions quite challenging. Um, do, do you know what I mean? 
I do know what you mean. I'm, yeah, I think when you were saying that, I was thinking in the same way, I think, do you feel that, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like you and your mum and your sister are such a tight-knit little unit. And I think my mum, my brother and I were and are, um, but have been for years. And so we sort of all, you know, cl- held on to each other quite tightly and mum did everything she could to make Christmas as special as she could. And uh, that then, yeah, it's quite difficult to... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I went the other way, though. I don't. <laughs> I didn't go the guilt way. I went the like I climbed out of the nearest escape hatch, but I don't know why. Like avoid, maybe not freedom, maybe just avoidant. Like I didn't. Maybe I didn't acknowledge those feelings. I was too busy trying to be busy <laughs> and uh, to not not sit with how it actually felt to say you know actually mum this year we're going to do x and I think no I do feel it actually when I even telling her this year I think you know we're going to we're going to be home and my in-laws coming over and everything and I was like you're so welcome but I also know with everything that's going on in their lives at the moment my uh, stepdad has hasn't been well but he's he's doing all right now um but I, I know I knew on a level that it wasn't going to be practical for them so I was like basically saying sorry mum I'm not coming home this Christmas and I still feel that little girl in me that wants to do the right thing by my mum and <laughs> all of that you know make her happy mm. uh I definitely definitely feel that resp- a bit of a responsibility I think mm. um mm. I think but yeah at the same time I guess with yeah so it's going back to Isla's allergies like having that at the forefront that is one thing that the whole that kind of in a way unifies the whole family and that everybody's like yeah do you know what you guys need to do you and that's that's okay and I think that's kind of taken priority. Christmas for many years wasn't a real magical time I think it was quite an emotional time for us for for a very long time um, because I've spoken about this before in the podcast but my father um, passed away on uh, New Year's Day and of course our grandfather passed away on Christmas Day yeah um, I didn't know if you were going to say it say it or not yeah. and I didn't want to say it in case it upset you oh but yeah you. what so, about uh, our family and like holidays because between across my family my other grandma died on Valentine's Day oh it's like all our family members just nailing yeah. like public holidays one by okay. one <laughs> there will be no celebrations there will be no celebrations (laughs) so I think we found that you know it was an emotional very much an emotional time but actually what's been so magical about having having children is that it has reignited the magic in Christmas and now I really enjoy Christmas because I can see the magic in their eyes which is just you know, which is in a way it's really lovely and it's made me realise that actually my father and of course our grandfather would never want us to be sitting at home sad on Christmas Day. We were literally all sat around at, at our aunties, mm. um, at Annie's in town and yeah, got the phone call and all literally, but we were literally halfway through a turkey and, and we were told you need to get to the hospital. Mm. Um, so yeah, we were there. Yeah, Christmas. Maybe that's part of God. We're un- unraveling things here during the podcast because I was like, why do I not like Christmas? So, see, that's what I mean by the way I am sometimes. I think I've spent my life moving so quickly and trying to keep busy that I, 
I don't, it doesn't always occur to me, oh, yeah, these are the reasons. Of course you found Christmas difficult. Of course you don't like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really uh, in my 20s, because you know, I think I was only, what, 21, something like that, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. No, younger. I was younger than that. I was young. I can't remember. But yeah. Anyway, stays with you, doesn't it, that stuff? But oh, gosh, I'd yes. sort of forgotten. It almost became the family joke, I think, with my brother as well, that I'd be uh, trying to be anywhere else. Literally, my favourite thing. I think I've had a couple of Christmases out of the country and I've really loved that. <laughs> but that, that feels quite far away now. <laughs> well, I think in a way, you know, you just get to, you, you know, you get to be somewhere else and you get to forget what you don't want to remember and and you yeah. know, make, make just kind of avoid happy. it there we go there's a good insight into yeah, I guess that's it <laughs> into our family, into our family. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a it's a lot it's it a is. lot when you start let's not lift the bonnet up too far <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah uh, but it's I guess yeah you've been just talking about it I'm like oh yeah Christ that's mm. why Mm. Um, it's such a mixed bag of emotions uh, for so many people. There's, you know, yeah, it's a real time for reflection and, you know, missing people that are absent and for whatever reason, all of that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, the added pressure of the financial process as well. It's like, how do we still create magic for our children and do what we can in this situation? And we started making things. So everyone is... Uh, <laughs> getting a made uh christmas tree decoration i've given it away oh. now obviously but um isla's been painting painting little christmas she do you know what her favorite thing to do at the moment is david started it at easter he just cut out from a cardboard box it's very blue peter um from a cardboard box he cut out a chicken <laughs> he drew a chicken cut it out we we had an old feather boa knocking around of, of course being two actors and so we pulled all the feathers off it <laughs> and she glued, glued the feathers on the chicken and then we put Brilliant. them in the window and that just made it really happy and then this year she's uh sorry this time of year she said can we do christmas trees daddy so he's cut out a load of cardboard christmas trees from a box and she's been coloring them in so Amazing. yeah just little things like that I think it's just the doing of it, isn't it? I never imagined oh, gosh, I'd be yes. find myself cutting Christmas trees out of cardboard boxes, but that's what's happening. <laughs> oh no, gosh! Uh, um, we do the same with Amaldine. I've been saving up all of the cardboard um, loo rolls and kitchen paper towel rolls. They're all stashed for our Christmas arts and crafts when we get home. Um, and also, it's a really good time to do salt dough Christmas decorations. Have you done those yet? No, what is salt dough? Okay, Google salt dough and find a good recipe because okay, uh, <laughs> you're not going to explain to me. You're just I'm like gonna, just Google it. Just, just Google that. Just have a look. <laughs> look it up yourself. Okay, it's thanks. Basically, no, no worries. It's basically I think it's flour, salt, water, and you mix it into a dough, and then you cut it. It's quite a dry. Oh, and I think I'm remembering right. It's quite a dry dough, and then you. I don't know get some cookie cutters or cut out Christmas trees or whatever you want to do make sure you put a little hole in and then you bake them in the oven for a really long time at a really low temperature you can't eat these by the way okay um okay good to know good (laughs) Good to know and then you paint them and then put a little ribbon through and you can hang them on the tree and they make the cutest Christmas presents and decorations for the tree that's a nice idea I know I'm thinking I know why I didn't do it I know why I didn't know that. I think because, uh, excuse me, sorry, reflux. Um, 
wheat's been off was off oh, the menu for us for a long time because Viola, but uh she had wheat allergy but she has actually outgrown it so um yay, yay that was a big win but that's this year we found that out so uh the first thing i did was buy play-doh because i'd been making all my own cloud dough and things like that um so yes i will look that up because that will be a nice thing that we can do this year yay it's really cute it is really cute and i did um ones with the kids handprints in I also have in the family advent calendar, I've just got some very small ceramic baubles from Hobbycraft, I think they were, um, for Amandine to paint for gifts as well. So we're going to do those too. Nice. That's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, that's quite like what we had little, I actually bought them for my neighbour who put them on a local WhatsApp group and she was just selling really cheaply some little uh, hearts for the Christmas tree and stars, oh. like little ceramic ones uh, that she wasn't going to use. And so we we grabbed those and we've been painting, painting those. But I think also it's just a really good time for just asking people if you're going to do something and buy something for somebody like, or what I appreciate at the moment is somebody saying, what do you really need? Like what's something that could make a difference right now? Mm. Um, I think that is, yeah, a, a way to go, possibly a way to navigate it or to not be afraid to say, do you know what guys can, you know, should we just not do it this year? <laughs> or should we do, should we just leave it? Or should we, yeah, maybe arrange to see each other and, you know, do something like that instead? That's kind of the way I'm thinking at the moment. I think Christmas, we put so much pressure on ourselves, don't we? I mean, I certainly have found myself spiralling, especially with Black Friday. Um, I found myself oh, spiralling, yeah. thinking oh my gosh, what do I need? Does the table need to look like this in the lead up to Christmas? What do I need around the house to make it look extra magic? Last Christmas, I did a um, Christmas special with Anna Martha on the podcast and we were talking all about overwhelm oh, at Christmas. I love her so much. She's, She's my favourite. Yeah, she, she really brilliant. is. But definitely go and have a listen to that podcast um, if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed because she provides lots of stuff to go in your personal toolbox to help deal with the overwhelm um, of Christmas and perfectionism and everything that gets brought up around around this kind of time. Um, and I think it's a really good time to think um, well this is how I'm trying to think it's like what uh, how and how it's been the last couple of years what do I want how what do I want it to look like what do I because I think there's so much of pleasing and hoping to be you know good enough for who who are we trying to impress here mm -hmm. <laughs> like what we just uh, yeah I don't know that's what I'm thinking actually what would I like Christmas to be like well I'd like Christmas to be really relaxed no pressure uh, I want to watch family movies and mm. you know have a nice big meal and a turkey snooze afterwards <laughs> so what does your Christmas dinner look like then with um Isla's allergies uh it's like everybody else's really it's just one thing I've had to really watch um she still has rip roaring dairy allergy mm. um and as well as uh nuts and egg and sesame um and peanuts so Which is in a lot of christmasy foods isn't it i mean obviously not yeah the turkey, but like so i'm guessing no you know 
Well, you say that. So I last year, I actually bought for Waitrose turkey crown that was absolutely delicious. It was amazing. And it was so easy because I cooked it in a bag, which just thrilled me. And it was really, really tasty. But it's basted in butter. So you find a lot of Christmas food, like everything, everything you think of doing that might make life a bit easier, like, um, you know, veggies that are pre-done or potatoes mm. and things like that. A lot of those things have uh, have butter in them. Mm. So even looking for some uh i was just looking for some potatoes roast potatoes <laughs> and it's actually quite that are already done so this is my part of my um aim to just make life easier for myself and uh yeah i'm really struggling to find any that don't have butter mm-hmm. so yeah it's just things like that so i just have to be really careful and that's the kind of thing probably part of why it's difficult we don't go to other people's houses because it's for christmas because that's you know it's so usual to base a you know, turkey and in that and, uh, you know, chocolates with nuts in all this sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I was chatting to an allergist friend of mine the other day, Jose Costa, and he was saying Christmas is a hell of a time. It's a kind of peak time for allergists because it's often a time children are trying things for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, so... It's definitely something to be aware of, I think. I mean, obviously, most allergy families would already be aware of it. But even if, you know, you don't or you have any kind of suspicion, it's just maybe not a great time to try something new with a little one, mm. you know, particular, particularly allergens. We did, we hosted Christmas last year and we actually went um, the beef route, not the turkey route, because I just couldn't be dealing with trying to cook a turkey. <laughs> That was I'm scared of me. trying to cook a turkey. That always no, I think it's a healthy fear. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, I'm never gonna do this. And we've just we haven't got like a big double oven or anything, just got like a normal oven. So I'm like, how do you do a whole mm. turkey and all the other bits and pieces and get every I mean, that's the art, isn't it? And it all being hot. Um so no, that well, I, I just don't thought think that's a good idea. I found it tricky trying to, you know, schedule it in because we actually went for christmas dinner at um five o'clock so it was near to dinner time or tea time or dinner time for the kids um so that's when we had ours but i was thinking i don't want to spend all afternoon cooking a flaming turkey which would literally probably be flaming by the time that i was finished with it (laughs) so (laughs) instead i just went for beef and it was so simple i just had to sear it in the pan put it in the oven for i think 20 minutes and then it was done Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It was, it was great and it tasted delicious and we could then have sandwiches the next day. So it was great. Nice, you're full of top tips today (laughs) for things to make. (laughs) The the thing actually that revolutionised my beef cooking was getting one of those thermometer things that you stick in the meat to see if it's cooked. Ah, yes. Yes. I've never had one of those before. I have. And I, I don't one. have one of those. Mm. Yeah. My mother-in-law swears by those for every, whenever she's cooking any like chicken or anything. Mm. Um, I think it's a good idea. I might have to invest. Takes all the mystery out of it, whereas I'm still flying a bit blind <laughs> with the whole thing. <laughs> it definitely takes the, oh, that's a bit pink. <laughs> Should I be? Uh, oh, that'd be oh, all right. Oh, oh, be all right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll never forget one of the first dates that Hendrik took. Well, he didn't take me on it. He invited me to his house and he was cooking a bar. He did a barbecue. And we always laugh when Hendrik does barbecues because he's not 
terribly good at them. And <laughs> he literally served me raw chicken skewers. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they had been on the barbecue for ages, but I cut into it and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do because I want to be polite. And what this is literally like our second date. And do I eat this chicken or do I not? I don't know what to do. So I what started. Did, oh my God, what did you do? I started like cutting off the bits that were cooked. And then thankfully he cut into some of his and he was like, I'm just going to go and cook pasta. So, <laughs> just imagining you like, it's our first day or second day. Should I eat this? I may end up in hospital, but still like I want to be polite. I really didn't want to be rude and I really didn't want to seem like I was being fussy over what I was eating but I just you know Emma it was raw chicken (laughs) I know bringing this back to a slightly deeper note um and I don't know if this happens for you but I find not necessarily just with Christmas um but any time that something is kind of starting to trigger my overwhelm or I'm feeling like oh I'm not sure I've done, I'm not sure if this is going to be good enough or have I created enough magic or is this going to work or whatever. It really triggers off anxiety for other things. Like last night I was lying in bed thinking, Amaldine's going to school next year. That She is starting school next year. Have the first five years of her life been good enough have we provided her with enough experiences I'm never going to be able to just be like right let's go down and see grandma middle of the week you know all of this stuff started coming up all of this anxiousness started coming up and me thinking is she going to be okay at school she's going to get so tired she really enjoys napping you know and it just triggers this anxiety over other things do you get that do you find that Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Yes, I do. Sorry to laugh. It's not funny at all. It's not funny at all. But no, I do find it's all if if one thing has kind of flipped my switch, then like Christmas or anything like that, then I find every it can be a bit of a cascade of other things as well. But I'm sorry you had that last night. That sounds really stressful. I I get I'm funny because I get attached to phases as well I think and I think I don't know if I said this to you before but even even having potty trained her getting not seeing a little bottom run in a nappy running around just felt a bit I think I feel like I've probably said this before but I just felt a bit like oh that's that's over that part's over gosh and I just I feel it um Mm. yeah kind of attached to the different phases I think um Mm, absolutely definitely starting school and you're going to preschool and or nursery, all of these things are kind of they're big steps, aren't they? Mm. Um, There's that, that is it a TikTok video or something that does the rounds, which I see every now and again about um there's like 15 summers left or something or some kind of oh thing before God. they go to I know some kind of thing before they go to university or something and they're like you only have your child for 15 more summers and I'm like seriously why 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 do people need, why do, why do I need to be told this I don't want to know that as if that's not enough pressure with everything else you you know so yeah around your like full-time job and your sleepless nights and all of this you got to feel the pressure to make these like 15 summers the best they could possibly be when I don't know exactly I mean, and then the other one that does the I'm rounds. not 
the ones about the, the first four years of the, their lives. They only get these four years once and, you know, everything should be um, put to one side apart from them. Oh, I can't remember what it is, but I just watched that video over and over thinking, are you kidding me? The The amount of pressure that this puts on parents who don't have the ability to be with their children left, right and centre and give their all, you know, not necessarily give their all, but be with them every second of the day. It's just yeah, or not yeah to subscribe to a kind of Pinterest picture perfect kind of childhood that is not you know I don't know probably much of a representation of reality quite Mm. a lot of the time Mm. and I think yes it's all you know there's some really you know nice ideas and some nice inspiration out there and everything but yeah can really feed into the like the gremlins feeding the gremlins uh, I I'm not good enough what you know parenting well enough doing enough exciting things with them when the things that Isla finds exciting are going to the supermarket and sitting in a trolley that's mm. exciting that's an afternoon out for us mm. what else are, we, are our exciting things that we do sometimes I took her to Boots <laughs> so big, we've got a big ra- retail park and uh, we went for a little we went to Costa Coffee I've never taken her I don't yeah haven't taken her to a lot of cafes and things so for us that felt like a really big deal and she had a little juice and sat opposite me and it was lovely um but just yeah really simple simple things sometimes it's just actually the most special Mm. yeah and yeah even I guess maybe it was after you know having lockdown and all of that not being able to take my kid you know not even knowing how do you how do you take your child to a supermarket and do the big shop and do all of this because it you know we'd been at home for so long I'm sort of well out of practice with all this sort of thing we have sort of figured out ways to get everything delivered so we don't actually have to go out that much mm. but uh yeah I actually really enjoy that stuff too and I enjoy her excitement and Isla is so lost in her imagination at the moment. It's lovely to see it. It's literally just in the last month, a couple of months, I think she's got really into role playing and uh, all that sort of thing. And, and the the thing that makes her the ha- I, do you know what makes her the happiest? The happiest of, uh, I ever see her is with when I'm silly with her. Oh, when I oh. get silly, like she loves. Um, she's a, a, to the point of obsession. The song Five Little Monkeys Jumping on the Bed," which is driving me crazy but the other day she found one on youtube that was five mice jumping on the bed and i was Amazing. like that's funny and we went into the living room and i got on the sofa and started jumping up and down on the sofa and singing five little mummies jumping on the bed and she was roaring with laughter like it was her yeah i could just see her light up and just oh. i think that's it getting onto the level for us just yeah makes her really happy last night she was like i we were going from the kitchen to the living room which you know just a short journey down the a little landing and uh she was like i'm going to be a sheep mummy put my sheep coat on i was like okay got down on all fours wanted a blanket over her back so she could crawl all the way to the living room and that yeah just kind of got, i guess like going with the these things sometimes that's how i what i notice is make what lights are up the most right now and I know all kids are different and but yeah sometimes you put so much pressure on like the special day out or we're going to go and do x y so we have actually arranged to go and take her to uh, see a Santa and I have no idea how that is going to go Mm. because she actually has an inherent uh, mistrust of 
uh, people she doesn't know. <laughs> so I'm just not sure that might, you know, I think all of these things can actually be so overwhelming and we do oh, it yes. because we think that's what we're supposed to do and that's, yeah. uh, I think that she's going to love it. And I'm not, I, you know, it's an absolute recipe for total overwhelm. So mm. we'll see. I'll let you know how that goes. There's so many of my childhood memories are us doing little drama shows or something um, at mm. Auntie Annie and Uncle Gian's house or... Oh, yeah. I was always making ones. everyone do shows. Yeah. They were pretty... <laughs> and I remember, I'm, I remember those and they were so good. And I remember... But, and I'm sure all of this was around Christmas, you know. I'm sure all of yeah. it was when we, we would get together at Christmas. I think so. Because that would be probably the main the main time we would all get together as a family mm. would I think so you are reminding me of things now I just remember being really little and it might even have been a bit before you guys because I think I was only like three or four but I just remember like the whole family just sparko after dinner everyone would eat at, um, at our grandparents and uh literally everyone asleep on a sofa or a chair on the floor and mm. everywhere like your mum and all this all three sisters and me being the only little person awake and just like, what am I supposed to do? But it was kind of nice. It was quite relaxing. Just, yeah, listening to everybody snore. I, oh, my God, I'm so pleased you said that. That's exactly one of my memories. And I won't say who was snoring because that would be unkind. But <laughs> Don't, because she'll kill you. She will kill you and me. I yeah. can't believe that you're making that assumption. <laughs> We all know the truth. We all know. <laughs> and those little <gasps> fruity things covered in caster sugar that yeah, grandpa used to have. Yeah. Those. Oh my God. All the memories now. I'm this all is making me feel so there was a time I did love Christmas. There was a time. <laughs> and it was like good old 80s Christmas. Bring mm-hmm. it. I mean, that's what maybe that's what I'm taking it back to. I'm taking us back to the 80s. That's what we're doing. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ali and I's Christmas chat. We recorded that at the end of November and I can now confirm our Christmas decorations are fully up. The creations have started. The magic is entering the home and we are all very much looking forward to the big day. But I do really enjoy the lead up to Christmas. Ali and I will be back next week to talk about allergies and the journey Ali, David and Isla have been on as a family with Isla's allergies, the hourly, daily challenges they face, the stress, anxiety and PTSD Ali and David have suffered and of course Isla's allergies, what this looks like, the pre-planning involved and what's next as they look forward on their journey. Make sure you subscribe to Mum Talk wherever you get your podcasts so next week's episode lands straight in your ears and please take a moment to rate and review. It really does make a huge difference. And lastly, come and join our ever-growing community over at Mum Talk Podcast on Instagram.